greetings from sunny Orlando, Florida. I'm currently in my hotel room. It is 12.05. Wait, sorry. My laptop is still on home time. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, and podcast movement is over. Currently, a live show of Ear Hustle is happening, but as much as I love Ear Hustle, I also love not being on my feet right now because I have some blisters and calves that are not happy about this situation, especially since I have an overnight shift after I fly back home tomorrow. So I put up a little poll on Twitter asking people if they wanted me or they thought it'd be a good idea for me to do a quick tuned in dialed up like report from Orlando in the hotel room after, you know, emotions were high. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say right now, this is not going to be my, you know, review of podcast movement. There probably will be a full episode in which Will and I talk about the conference and give our reviewee thoughts, but I am here on assignment from a, you know, real website that is having me review it. So there will be long form writings from me on this. I just have to do them, which I'll probably start working on right after I get done eating my DoorDash, which is stop listening, my dearest fiance, for a few seconds, Shake Shack. Uh, and uh, also, heads up, the hotel I'm at is uh, very busy right now. There's a lot of people walking by, and there's children being very happy in the pool. Uh, so you might hear that in the background. Anyway, podcast movement, four days, Orlando, Florida, in August. So anytime you're outside, the humidity is god-awful, except for at night, at which people start having the conversation about, you know, the humidity's not that bad. I feel like we just weren't used to it. And then the next morning, just horrible. Uh, I, I, I have no idea how the people who live here and podcast aren't just constantly yelling at others to not come here. Orlando has been nice, the uh, three blocks I've seen of it, basically. I'm in a day's in with an IHOP in the parking lot and a nice pool, and there's a McDonald's and a Dunkin' Donuts next door or across the street, and that's about it. That's about all of uh, Orlando I've experienced, besides the Rose and Shingle uh, Creek Hotel, which is less of a hotel and more of a small town uh, slash airport that doesn't actually have planes. Uh so yeah, now the conference itself, huge. It's a conference. I think that's a, I think it's an important thing to keep in mind when we talk about when the actual like review conversation is had about podcast movement because like even though this year, thanks to uh, podcast movement bringing on Will and Ellie to organize an audio fiction track, which was amazing. The majority of things I went to were on the audio fiction track. And except for one marketing panel that I went to and kind of regretted, uh, there, the, everything I went to either was directly about a podcast genre I like or um, audio drama in general. There, I went to the True Crime, the Ethics and True Crime podcasts panel, which was probably the most out there thing. And then the only other thing I went to in that room was a multitude panel about why you don't need a network. Uh, I, I went to that one partially because, you know, multitude are cool people. And partially because I'm th I'm trying to wrap my head around what to kind of wrap all my stuff into. Because it feels like I'm getting to the point where I need to have, like, a studio name, you know, business stuff, which I don't want to deal with right now. So... 
those were the panels that weren't audio drama. The audio drama ones I did go to were uh, covered some amazing topics. We were talking about we were they were talking about remote acting, music, uh, just so many amazing things. I live tweeted a good section of them, and by the time you hear this, hopefully by the time I post this audio file, unless I get bored and upload this one first, by the time you hear this, there should be a post on thepodreport.com. Oh, hi. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, hi. Hello. Hello, hello, other people. Whoops, sorry for that little interruption. My hotel room that I share with Cole Burkhardt is a little bit of a liminal space right now. People are keeping their luggage here, and they just burst in <laughs> uh, and did not expect me to be sitting by the door, so I scared the living hell out of Cole. Anyway. So now they're gone, and my food got here, and I watched a couple of McElroy videos, because of course I did. Uh, I will not be running this audio through RX Elements, because I do not have RX Elements on my laptop, which means there might be a couple mouth sounds, but I also have just, like, chugged some water, and hopefully that helps with that. Back to what I was saying, I should have a post up on Pod Report if you're hearing this, that is a master list of every panel I live tweeted. And I will also give a link to Will and Ellie so that you can go look at their live tweets. Because they covered panels that I didn't go to. And they also covered panels I did go to. Which I highly recommend because a few of the panels we were definitely talking about different stuff. The final panel I covered at like of the convention was So You Want to Make an RPG Podcast. And I focused a lot more on just retelling the jokes because you had arcs and join the party represented on stage and their whole shtick is that they make fun of each other on social media and that translates well to the panel while ellie was actually conveying the messages they were getting across the one thing the one thing i feel i'm weakest at when live tweeting is taking a larger idea and condensing it down into a tweet because my my background i don't really have a, a legit journalism background i worked in the opinion section of the last newspaper I worked at, but I was still getting the same, you know, training and seminars and all sorts of boring meetings and shit. And the thing that we had drilled into us was, you know, the the importance of direct quoting and paraphrasing and all this shit. Uh, Ellie and Will are much better at distilling a core idea down. I'm out there throwing initials in and then trying to quote them directly. And then when I can't quote them directly, I try to paraphrase it, and if an idea comes up while I'm helicopter, if an idea comes up while I'm near the end of a sentence or near the end of a tweet, and I'm running out of space, I'm terrified my laptop's gonna like crash or my phone's gonna lag, and I'll lose you know the four or five tweets deep I am before hitting publish, uh, and if I do hit publish, I have to click on the newest tweet to be able to open up reply. All of this is to say I'm just not in the groove yet, so. Ellie and Will's stuff is fantastic, and it, it there will never be a time where it is not beneficial to look at both threads, or, you know, all three threads. There was, like, one or two times where all three of us were there. Uh, that said, we were we got to a level of tiredness where, like, I, I know when I started live-tweeting this morning, uh, I got a message from Ellie that's like, you're going to live-tweet this right, and then the next message was them noticing I was already and said, oh, thank God. Uh, that's just the level of tired we're at right now. Uh, it, it is, it was really, I've only been to one, I think I went to like three panels out of the entire, uh, con that 
were not audio fiction focused. And one of those was just the ethical true crime panel. Uh, and then the other one was multitude talking about why you don't need a network. And the third one was how to double your downloads using behavioral psychology, which we'll, we'll probably get into when Will and I do an episode where we talk about this. And that, that falls in the review. But overall, I just want to say that having that audio drama track, which was fantastically organized by Will and Ellie, and was diverse. It it like it it gives legitimacy. Even if even if there had been nobody in the seats and there were people coming, even if zero people had come to those panels, it gives a, a legitimacy to a part of podcasting that is often just completely ignored, especially by the kind of people that podcast movement was originally for, and still thing and it still kind of is. Like I love podcast movement. But there is a there is a it is a conference. It is not a convention. And at a conference, you 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 have a lot of industry people trying to sell stuff. Um, and I'm not just talking about the expo floor, but people trying to sell you know their ideas and sell themselves as being important movers and shakers in the industry. Unfortunately, that industry still thinks a, a lot of podcasts are just radio uploaded to the internet. And that doesn't really that doesn't really jive well. Either that, or they think they're all investigative. You know, you have it has to be made by a newspaper or NPR to be a podcast that trends at all. And then there's the outliers like Joe Rogan that they just don't want to talk about. The last panel of podcast movement for me was uh, so you want to make an RPG podcast. Eric Silver talked about going to the panel that I missed, which was about um, running live shows, and the person on stage made the made the comment that podcast live shows sell well and you can do anything. I even saw people playing Dungeons and Dragons on stage. And that's just that. I think that really shows that there are parts of the industry that just don't talk to each other. Or don't care. And by having an audio drama track, you, you won, you legitimize it. If no one had come there, there's still the fact that there was an audio drama track at podcast movement, which gives audio drama, something like the like we all can put stuff on our podcasting resumes now because of that uh but more importantly people did come to these panels and a lot of them were audio drama people that already knew each other and were there for <clears throat> there to show support but and again there were people in the audience who none of us knew and those are the ones who are taking notes and going home and making things and seeing that podcasting can have fiction it doesn't just have to be an investigative journalism podcast or it doesn't have to be dudes talking about movies it doesn't have to be these things you can you can make what you want to make and you can make it well i look forward to the future i hope there is more i i, I hope the i hope the industry grows to accept the fact that fiction is something that is loved by all because a lot of marketing advice, I only went to one marketing panel, but overall, like business and marketing stuff is severely skewed towards podcasts that are chatty. And whenever there are recommendations on how to engage with your audience or monetize your content, it is with the idea that you can just run ads like you do on radio. That's me both not going into a deep review, but also kind of giving a review. Had a lot of fun. Met some people in person that I've known online and I haven't met in person yet. Met a lot of wonderful people that uh, last saw at PodCon 2. 
I, this is my last conference of the year. Or this is my only conference. It's my last time traveling for podcasting of 2019. I have officially tapped myself out of uh, PTO for work and, well, cash <laughs> at all. Uh, Podcast Movement 2020 was announced for Dallas, Texas, which is um, a hard sell for me to take my fiance to because, let's be honest, it's Dallas. What's there to do? But it also means it's cheap to fly to and it's cheap to stay in relative to other big-ass cities. Other things on the horizon. I, I'm looking at PodFest Expo, which is in March. Uh, a lot of these are dependent on either my getting, you know, getting good amount of money back on my taxes. Spoiler, probably won't, thanks to Patreon and what I've earned as a music reviewer. But on a, on a, in a magic world where taxes are kind to me... I might dump some of my return into plane tickets. So I'm thinking one or two, maybe at most three conventions, but three three conventions requires me to really have support. But I, I got to say, like, covering these, live tweeting, covering these, speaking at them is some of the most fulfilling stuff in podcasting. Uh, if only because you're just you're in front of people and you get to meet new people. And the one the one downside to podcast movement is I got one business card. There is a lot of emphasis on meetups and parties and stuff. And I went to a few parties, but, like, no one is trading cards, emails, making connections. Those connections are mainly for other <laughs> other sides of podcasting and i'm this little indie dumbass that uh really has nothing to contribute to that side i'm a little bit of the outsider no big deal uh i look forward to 2020 if if next year happens might go to podcast movement might go to podfest expo i if the two things i need to know are if pod tales 2 is going to happen because i will not be able to make it to pod tales i can't take off work for that even if I magically had the money. And two, does Pod X happen in 2020? Because Pod X was really, that was awesome. Just having a well-run, you know, for all of its hiccups, having a well-run convention within driving distance. Even if it's not in driving distance, if it's somewhere I can fly to affordably, that would be, that'd be pretty fucking cool. And now this is just me. This is just me kind of just thinking about the future. So I will I will spare you that. Met a lot of fantastic people. If I if we got to say hello, you were awesome. If we didn't get to say hello, sorry. Uh, there were times where I was walking around the expo floor desperately trying to not look left or right. So yeah, that was podcast movement. Uh, expect more talk about this. Expect more normal episodes of tuned in dialed up there's still that one that's not on this main feed that's on patreon that will go up when i get home and i look forward to doing i just look forward to doing more i a lot of the stuff that was talked about at this convention just reminds me that there are all these things i could be doing that i should be doing but i'm not not necessarily like i'm going to turn around and like tuned in dialed up is going to be super profitable by the end of the month i don't ever expect it will be but that's not what it's for. It's for podcasting. It's for it's for resources and discussing the industry. 
Alright, y'all, I'm feeling pretty sleepy, so I'm going to call it quits right here. Thank you so much for listening. I don't really have any podcast recommendations for you, but if you feel like reading my live tweet threads, those are all by amazing people, except for the marketing one, because I, like, I don't know what that person's podcast is about. But everyone else makes really good shows. I haven't listened to any of ARCs yet, which is by Atypical Artists. Uh, but having listened to the DMs interactions with Eric, both on Twitter and on stage during that, I am phenomenally stoked to listen to ARCs. Uh, not just because of the people in it, but because of the you know the ethos behind it. There was a lot of representation of good, 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 good audio drama during these panels. And then, you know, the multitude people. Uh, I'm actually speaking to you on a microphone that is now more famous than I, or at least soon will be, because this microphone was used to partially record an episode of Horse, which is pretty cool. I'm actually, I'm going to get a horse sticker and put it on here and then write like as heard on, on the mic and that this mic will always be the horse mic. Um, yeah, I think that'll about do it. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to talk to y'all when I have an actual co-host who keeps me both awake and interesting. You are amazing. Whether or not you did go to podcast movement, I know FOMO is pretty fucking bad. Uh, and just know when Podtails happens, I will be on the opposite side of it. And hopefully we'll be able to help participate in um, some things. Will Server had a channel called Unpodcast Movement, which was specifically for people who were not able to attend Podcast Movement to do things together that would help uh, pass the time and help them you know, foster a sense of community while a lot of members of the community are at podcast movement during pod tales i will probably try to participate in something similar to that whether it be in will server or elsewhere because pod tales movement is going to have a bunch of the ad community in it and that means a bunch of the ad community are not going to be tweeting or posting on discord except posting pictures of them doing fun shit together and all of us are sitting around not uh, which is fine like that's how conventions work but Fear of missing out is pretty rough. So whether or not you got to experience that during podcast movement, you are great. The work you are doing is good. If you want to improve on what you're doing or just see what other people are doing, you can read live tweets. Uh, If you want to, you can buy the virtual pass for podcast movement. Every panel was filmed, like not just recorded audio, but filmed, which was interesting. Uh, which means technically you can watch me, Will, and Ellie's critics panel and watch us on stage. Uh, I will I will say right now, it apo- I will apologize for the video feed. If you see it of the FAQ, you'll see me checking my phone a lot. That's because every stage at Podcast Movement, except for the Fireside Chat one we were at, had a nice big clock at the bottom that told you how many minutes you had left. And the critic one didn't, so I had to keep checking my phone to decide on how much I was going to rant about whatever thing before shutting up and letting Ellie and Will say smart things. That's not that's not me being self-deprecating. Like legit, I I had a couple bits, and I didn't I didn't want to let those bits go on too long. So yeah, thank you for listening. You're awesome. See you next time. Keep on podcasting. I don't know. I don't have a fucking. I don't have. A, I don't have a fucking catchphrase or anything. Love you.